On this episode of Reliterated, a young woman enjoys a prolonged stay in an island paradise. Population, one. Because everyone she's ever known has been slaughtered by tourists, moved away, or been eaten by wild dogs. She'll take part in activities such as canoeing, archery, spelunking, homemaking, and arms and crafts. You heard right? Arms and crafts, because in order to survive, she'll need to spend all her free time gathering resources and single-handedly creating all sorts of things, including her own weapons. But on the bright side, she has a never-ending all-you-can-eat abalone buffet. Mmm. For the 50th episode in the 7th chapter in the 3rd season of our show, we're visiting Island of the Blue Dolphins on Reliterated, the podcast that regularly maxes out its library card. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of grown-ass adults reading the children's books popular in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also talk about our books in depth, and that includes spoilers. So before you listen, if you're not familiar with the story, prepare to know everything that's going to happen in it. My name's Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And that was about as smooth a start as we've ever had for the show. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to go and ruin it. Um, But welcome, (laughs) one and all, to our 50th episode that we've recorded. Yes. It might not look like 50 because we had to get rid of some, but it is, in fact, 50 times that we have recorded an episode. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, sadly. Well, you know, but we're trying to find a different avenue for doing something a little bit different. So we'll see what happens. Yep, still looking to replace what we lost, and they, I'm sure they appreciate us not mentioning <laughs> them anymore. Not like yep. they're still listening to to us, probably, but we are on their radar. <laughs> so, if you have any ideas, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll see if it will be incorporated. Very true. We're always open to suggestions, not just for that, but in any future books that uh, we may want to feature on future episodes. And speaking of which, today we have a uh, listener suggested book that we're going to be covering for this episode. A listener request, yes. The Yeah, wasn't this request in the first season? Yes, or first chapter, <laughs> First yes. chapter, yeah. yeah. All the way back to chapter one, yeah. Yes, Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. And that was from Nyla, so thank you, Nyla. Thanks, Nyla, we're finally doing it. Yep, thank you. And I must say, I enjoyed that book quite a bit. I thought it was fun. I must say, I can tell why I didn't remember too much about it after being assigned to it in fourth grade. And (laughs) the only thing I remember about this book was that there's a girl on an island that eats a lot of abalone. I don't think I ever read this book in fourth grade. We had different fourth grade classes. I had Mrs. Rogers. classes, yeah, but we still were in the same school. (sighs) I don't remember reading this book Hmm. at all. And... I I like the detail throughout the story about how she survived and everything, but the story of her staying and surviving, I think that at this point I've seen that story so many times that it kind of, I don't know, it was cool to listen to like the way she had to go beyond the gender norms of her society. That was the cool part about this story. 
Yeah. Well, before we get too in depth about it, um, yeah, right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, start let's start broad and whittle our way down to the nitty gritty. This was uh, first published in the year 1960 by Scott O'Dell, and uh, it's a story of a story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> All because she couldn't have her island of dolphins. <laughs> yep. But she's a uh, she's a native girl, and her story is told by by a white dude. I'm assuming he's white because he's got the name Scott Odell. Yep. <laughs> he, yeah, he's pretty white. Nobody can tell the story of a young native native girl like a white dude. <laughs> My God, he's Aboriginal, actually. <laughs> so, for more info about the author, why don't we turn it to Josh as we always do for. A deep dive into Scott O'Dell. Yeah, a little bit of a a little bit of a dive, not too deep. Um, but Scott O'Dell was born on May twenty third, eighteen ninety eight, in Los Angeles, California. And they made a big deal about oh, there were no airplanes and freeways, and there were only a few automobiles. They talk a lot about that, but then when it comes to actually him, they're like, yeah, he was one of the people that had the car. So he probably came up somewhat, you know, affluent and had a little bit of money at least. Uh, went to Long Beach Polytechnic High School where he became a track star. And then he went to four different colleges, Occidental College in California, the University of Wisconsin, Stanford, and the University of Rome. Uh, when he was a teenager, uh, he wanted to... Well, World War One started as he was a teenager, so in 1918, he joined the army, but before he was commissioned, the war ended, and so he didn't have to see any see any combat. So he didn't do anything in wars? <laughs> he didn't do uh, things in wars. Oh, no. In World War Two, he was more than 40, and he still enlisted. So okay. he, he enlisted in the Air Force and was stationed at Shepard Air Force Base in Texas. But he was over 40, so he didn't go overseas. <laughs> uh, just uh, just safe at home in an Air Force Base. And what's fun in, in his 40s. is they, they finally get to the point where they're like, if you look for his, his record... You'll never find it because he wasn't actually born Scott Odell. He was born Odell Gabriel Scott. But one mm. of his earliest writings, A Typesetter's Mistake, had the article as by Scott Odell and he liked it. So he legally changed it in the 20s. So oh. Oh. he didn't just use it as a pen name. He legally changed his name to the mistake. Yep. He, I mean, it does sound a lot better than Odell Gabriel Scott, in my opinion. <laughs> but, right. And without the Gabriel, his name is Odell Scott. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just Odell Scott. He could have like gone with the nickname Oggs. <laughs> Oggs. Just call me Oggs. <laughs> so living in LA, he actually got a little bit into the movie business and he did a, he, he read and criticized movie scripts by amateurs. So his first book was actually Representative Photoplays Analyzed, and that was published in 1924 when he was 26. Uh, he did some, he did a lot of work on, but backstage work. He only appeared in one film, and that was Son of the Sheik, and it was only his hands. So you don't actually see him, just his hands. Mm. Uh, but then he started writing, and let's see here, because that is the on his website, but the Wikipedia is much shorter. <laughs> so I was like, I want to get some of the information about it. 
Uh, let's see. While you're looking that up, I pulled up a interesting fact that this is a Newbery Medal Award winning book. Yes, this is one he won, and he was nominated two other times for two other books, but this is the only one that he won. And he was actually, let's see, where was that information? He, oh, that was up at the top. I don't have a was very he big screen. Was when he wrote Sorry. this book? Uh, in 1960, he would have been, well, he was born in 1898, so in the 60s, 60s through 60s. Okay, 62. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty old. <laughs> Still an old white guy telling a story about a young Native woman. Yeah. But he did, uh, he was awarded the Lewis Carroll Shelf Award. And that is, or is that, basically he got an award that very few, very, very few uh, authors get. Oh, there it is. The Biennial International Hans Christian Andersen Award in 1972. The highest recognition available to creators of children's books. There you go. Whoa, even higher than the Newberry? <laughs> yeah, apparently. And then I think they all st- talk about themselves as the highest award. Yeah, and then he received the University of Southern Mississippi Medallion and the Catholic Libraries Association Regina Medal University, in 1978. University of Southern Mississippi Medallion. So this white guy that wrote a book about a native girl that survived on a he island. other books. <laughs> <laughs> received a bunch of awards for this book. Oh, that, these aren't all for this book. No, he won them for... His, okay. He's written uh, a yeah. lot of children's books. He just, okay. The, the famous ones are <laughs> Island of the Blue Dolphins. There's another one called... <laughs> The Black Pearl, and then there's the... Oh, the Black Pearl's also about a native ch- kid. And then there's The King's Fifth. <laughs> I which don't know is, what that one's about. That is re- uh, about, I believe it was about a person working on one of the conquistador the ships. The view of a teenage Spanish conquistador. Uh, that, yep, and it was, uh, The King's Fifth, Is that's how much the king got from the spoils, was a fifth. Okay. The spoils of what the that they took from the native people in South America. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. That they stole from yeah. the natives. Yeah, yeah. After I'm killing them, I'm willing to bet that the uh, the conquistadors get off pretty easily in this book, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, there's no conquistadors in this book. In this book, they're just the Russians. So. Uh, the King's Fifth was no, turned no, into not an anime. In this book, no. Yeah, and then it was the mystery. Uh, it was the King's Fifth was an inspiration for the 1982 anime television series, The Mysterious Cities of Gold. So that is out there if you want to see some 80s anime. Hmm. And then uh, he eventually passed away. Obviously, he was old in 1980. Let's see, 1989 at age 91, he passed away in New York. But I read a thing about how they spread his ashes over the ocean. And as they were doing that, a pod of dolphins came up and accompanied Mm. the ship. And I was like, that's a very interesting thing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that's very, very interesting. So very coincidental tale there. That one. Yeah, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> or maybe the dolphins were like, ooh, this is Tasty Flakes. Like, <laughs> they threw his ashes over there. Like, what's that in the water? Mm. <laughs> I like my yeah. food burnt. <laughs> they got the taste of charred flesh now. <laughs> Some charred, charred people. <clears throat> so I want to be clear because it, obviously he would have been 91 in 1989 that my mistake came when Josh said something about 1918 and him joining. I... For some reason, started him back again from. Anyways, <laughs> I'm like that was a bad math mistake back there with the 80 and 60. 
Hmm. After you just were talking about how good you were with math at work. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a good math guy. Oh. So. But yes, he, this book is based on a true story, kind of. It's based on a real person. And the person, they obviously gave her a Spanish name when they saved her. Um, and her name quote, was quote, in quotes. <laughs> do we do we want to get to the the real story, or do we want to get to the, like the book story first? And then let's go to get the to the book story, story and we'll I'll about- I'll actually save this for our I'll save this for the reiterated, so that we can talk about it here. You can still do it here. Still do, oh. Let's just talk about Island of the Blue Dolphins first, and yeah. then talk about how that relates to what. Yeah what really happened and what's historically backed up and everything. So yeah, let's uh, summarize right. it. Well, who's your uncle? Bob's your uncle. That's who. Yeah. Yeah. Bob. Who's your uncle? He's two of my Who's your uncle? Bob's your uncle. Bob uncle. He uh, uncle sells Bob. cars down on the corner of fifth and. <laughs> Come on down to Bob uncle's used cars. <laughs> Bob some... uncle's used cars. And book summaries. <laughs> and book summaries. <laughs> So, Island of the Blue Dolphins. This book is about a uh, young woman named Karana and her uh, village of people that live on an island. Uh, I can't pronounce the name and don't have it right in front of me. It's like Grata Alls. Do, do, do they ever name the island? I know the, the uh, village is named Galasat. Galasat, yeah. That, well, the, the village, but they live on the Island of the Blue Dolphins. Yeah. So this this uh, tribe has lived here for as long as this girl knows. And uh, one day, some people, some Russians come with some Aleuts, which are natives from the mainland, and they want to hunt for otter and use the skins. The uh, Her dad is the elder of the village, and he makes a deal that if they share half their profits, they'll let them have it, because they didn't want the Aleuts hunting there. The Aleuts had been there before and had damaged the islanders are taken from them and they didn't even like this deal they made them they made them work day and night yeah they made them work day and night yeah that's what it was so they uh they end up doing their hunting and when they get ready to leave they don't give a satisfactory amount so the elder her father decides that that's not going to work so they all start fighting and in the end the villagers lose to the elutes who do leave and they leave a bunch of dogs behind which becomes important later and they do leave, but not before killing many of their tribe members and including Karana's father. Somebody else takes over the tribe and they decide it's time to leave. So they wait for a ship to come. They get on the ship. And just as they're taking off, Karana's brother uh, is looking for a spear on the island. So she jumps off the boat, ends up back on the island, and they leave off without her. Her and her brother are on the island for a little bit. And he ends up getting killed by wild dogs because he thinks he's invincible. So she now has to live by herself. But in this society, they aren't women aren't allowed to make tools or use bow and arrow or spear. But she has to do that. She's been told a bunch of crazy things her whole life, like a bow would break if she tried to use it. Uh, she ends up surviving pretty well eating abalone or abalone. Yeah. They're like, abalone. yeah. So she's eating abalone and, uh, she survives for quite some time before finally deciding that she wants to take revenge on the dogs. 
So she uh, she ends up going out. She shoots the big one. And uh, after a couple days, she gets sick and, and she gets injured, doesn't she? Yeah, she gets she has to take a couple days and she goes out. She finds the dog and she nurses it back to health. They become friends. And I mean, she lives for a long time on this island by herself, always worried that the Aleuts will come back. And they don't for the longest time. But she builds herself a second home. It's mostly about survival throughout the book. She builds herself a second home in a cave just in case. And then the Aleuts do come back. She ends up hiding in her cave. But she meets an Aleut girl. They uh, get along. And then she doesn't see anybody for a long time and decides she needs to leave the island. So when she sees a ship come, she allows them to take her. Uh, Of course, yeah, some other stuff has happened. But we can talk about that. But uh, she ends up getting on the ship. Uh, Some white people save her off the island and put her into some real clothes, you know. And uh, they tell her that her whole village had died on the boat years ago. So she ends up being the only one that survives her whole village. And Bob's your uncle. That's Island of the Blue Dolphin, which... Yeah. Now the rest, the tribe that went before her, it was just a boat that sank shortly after they made that trip. Her people, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her people, yeah. Her people were okay. <laughs> were her people okay? They they made it to to America. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. She does get there and see that yeah, they're okay. But yes, the ship sank in between that happening and their trip that they were going to take to go back and get her. Yes. So it never made its way back. Yeah, it never made its way back. Yes. <laughs> However. Yes. <laughs> In in the real world, every one of those people that came over died of dysentery shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah that's which is which is true. conveniently left out of the book. But yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll talk more on the on the real story later on. But let's let's dive into the uh, story here. Um, overall, I thought it was a fairly decent story. Um, there were. It's not like she has a really big character arc. Like she, she gets on for eighteen years on the island before she, uh, she like she befriended the Aleut girl and started really having the the need for human interaction again and wanting to to get off the island uh, with whoever came on a boat the next time. Uh, I think she was even willing to uh, get on the boat with an Aleut if it happened to be Aleuts. Yeah. Um, but fortunately for her, it was the white, it was the white men who <laughs> it was the made white the business saviors. of saving It was the white the missionaries. Natives. Yep, the white missionaries. They white brought missionaries. her to safety in Jesus. We need yeah, to show her is, uh, Jesus. The island is, <laughs> the island of the Blue Dolphins is 70 miles off the coast of California, of Santa Barbara, California. And so there were missionaries from, from there who made the trip over to the island uh, I guess they were good, like hunt some otters or I don't know, try to find some natives to save or whatever. Whatever it be, it's it's part of their whole missionary position. <laughs> nice. Uh, I you know I mean like her biggest arc in the story was like I said the the fact that in her society she was told that if she broke those gender roles and did something a man did that something terrible would happen mm. if she did it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even work for her. Like it was karmic or something, you know, and she, she had to break through those a little bit, but I mean, it, and even then though, she didn't struggle with it much. It was mostly with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. She really struggled with that one. Like she was worried it was going to break when she used it, but yeah. uh Yeah. The whole process of her making the weapons was like, yeah, the big breakthrough in, in gender roles. And it was out of necessity. Um, 
and she she talked about how like she, when she was making a spear uh how she had watched her father doing it but it wasn't with the with the eyes of someone who was going to was learning how to do it but right. know, just watching the process but she had to kind of go through a couple of you know, trial trial and error things to uh to get that right right um, she had a base but not the yeah. knowledge she wound up doing doing pretty good she um she had a bow and arrow bows and arrows that you know, worked pretty well yep she made a specialized spear for hunting the devil fish which was a big squid um yeah you didn't even mention the, the uh, devil fish Oh well, the, dude, Josh. When are you going to understand that the Bob's Your Uncle summary is not the detailed that part is a, of the no, story? No, that's a big part of the story, though, dude. That's a huge part of the story. They spend also, the several dog chapters. Didn't even make the Bob's Your Uncle. So <laughs> neither of the dogs made the Bob's Your Uncle. Uh, Ron, too. She had the dog. Ron, she had the dog. I didn't mention that she had the, oh, the yeah, puppy you, to take back. Did. Yeah, I mentioned the dog. You didn't but I, I didn't like, mention that she, she got, the got the puppy at the end. Yeah. yeah, she took a dog with her at Rantu's the end. Rantu's dog right. was like her. And Rantu Aru. Rantu Aru, the son of Rantu, right? Yeah, yep. But this was like the leader of the pack of dogs that murdered her brother. Yeah. And... Yeah, I was uh, like, she, I was like, hmm, the story only talks about the girl. This guy, this little kid's going to die, huh? And then like, yeah, two pages later, that kid was dead. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this is brutal. Yes. But hey. The brother yeah. that she jumped off the boat to to go back to be with, to not leave on alone on the island. She left him alone on the island <laughs> and he got eaten by dogs. Yo. Yeah, she should have just left him because, I mean. Probably like weeks later. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, like, there she's alone with her brother on the island, and her brother, Ramo, uh, easy enough name to, to pronounce, he realizes that, you know, he's the son of Chief Chowig, who, who was the father who got killed by the Aleuts, whatever, but now he's the only male on the island, so now he's the chief, and he changes his name <laughs> to Chief Tanyo Sitlopai. Yeah, I was not going to even try tra- that one. Which roughly translated is Josh cannot pronounce this. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I really wanted to hear you try, though. <laughs> well, what page is that? Because I could try. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. And it's funny because it is truly that. Like, he, the reason he ends up dying is his own hubris. He's. Oh, like, I found it. Insists that he's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's Chief Tanyo Sitlopai. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that one's actually pretty easy. You just have to read it out phonetically. It's actually Jacob, though. <laughs> yes, yes. Pronounced it's, Jacob. It's, it's pronounced, pronounced Jacob. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Tim. <laughs> yes. But I thought it was very interesting um, at the beginning of the story how there is the village and she's just regulated to this one task and because she is younger and uh, she is a woman. So, yeah, she is not allowed to do these other tasks. But one of the main things that I saw was they talked about the two names and then the, the chief gave like the... The, the secret name to the Aleuts and they were like oh that's why he died I was like well that that's a good right. reasoning of why because he died everyone in, everyone in her culture had two different names one that they gave to people and one that was their secret name their personal name that was only meant to be shared with the people closest to them right and if you give out your secret name, that's supposed to rob it of its power or something. So yeah, yeah. When the chief gave his secret name to the to the uh, invader, the foreigners, that's when uh, yeah, apparently lost his power. <laughs> 
that was apparently why he he got killed is because of a, of a silly superstition like that. Well, uh, I think it's as the... much a coincidence as the dolphins <laughs> eating that guy's ashes. The dolphins eating the ashes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say I was like, mm, they when she went through that chest when she finally went through the chest there were no spears and there were supposed to be spears so they were probably going to kill those people anyway <laughs> because they were reneging on their deal so right right mm. yeah they, yeah they were totally planning on reneging on the deal you could tell right from the beginning that they were it was never gonna be that way it already happened to <laughs> I'm, them. I'm like don't say indian givers don't say indian givers <laughs> I would, no no god no no, I'm just saying, like, it was never going to be that way. They they clearly were like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to do that. And, and I think it was more the, you know, I don't know. So the Russians facilitated the trip over there, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and the Aleuts are natives of the Aleutian Islands, which are part of Alaska now. Right. And back then, Russia was still a kind of control of Alaska. So Right. So yeah. essentially, they're, they're kind of like, like, this is how you do it. You go in there. You don't actually bring them what you need, and you'll <laughs> get what you want. You get your otters. We get half. You get the other half. We leave. We give them nothing. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> right, probably yeah. what was going yes, on. This, this is first installment of, of what we're going to pay you. Yes. Let's, 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 let's get all of our Well, yeah. They kept saying that right. there's more... There, there's more chests on the ship. There's more chests on the ship. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're going to get but them right But just now, let us put these on the ship first, and then we'll give it to you. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, you always know that's a bad deal. <laughs> and Chief Chow is like, no, you go get them first. And then, bam. That's when most, all but like 15 of the men of the tribe were, were slaughtered. Mm-hmm. And the rest were like the, the, old, the old people and children. Because firearms are more powerful than spears. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't think that their village was really prepared because they were getting iron spears. That was what they were going to get: iron arrow, iron yeah. tips, spear and, tips, and beads. And beads. So they they probably weren't armed up like that. They were probably armed up in a sense of like, oh, if we had to fight a force that's similar to us, right? Well, yeah, they Not, probably had spears yeah. and arrows and harpoon type mm-hmm. weapons because that was what she used to get the devil fish. Eventually, was a harpoon. So right, what's a devil fish? Squid. Oh. <laughs> Did they have one in this story? Yeah. Yeah, there's several. Like the, she she, <laughs> she like hunts found them. This, gi- one this of giant them. squid uh, in a cave in a cave that she found, and like it got away. It squirted its ink and, and jetted, and then like months later, whatever she she encountered the same one. She she knew it. I don't know how she knew it was the same one, but it was the same. She could tell. You could tell she, by the look in their yeah, eye. You could tell. You could tell by yeah, the way yeah, they yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they give you a look. <laughs> yep. Squid. <laughs> <laughs> and she wound up getting it that time, but it also uh, kind of wrapped itself around uh, the dog Ron yes no I know I remember that yeah. I just think it's funny because it's like it's just a fish that, it, that Josh is like it's a huge part of the story you should explain the whole devil fish thing but then we'll talk no about it's it now, just Josh. a really cool part because it, she talks about how she has to hunt it and all the different things that she has to do and mm-hmm. like no, the canoe is, she it, had it to make her own canoe and the, to me it was just like okay Sam Gribbley had his had it easy this girl was literally by herself and she had to make it work and she was able to she was able to learn and do it but she also grew now i'm not saying that she didn't have to teach herself because she wasn't being taught she wasn't a boy on this island and obviously those that was the way it was but Mm -hmm. she was around it her whole life and like especially with food and water she would know how to gather that stuff so 
Yeah, she buy, knew about it buys the you springs. A lot of time to learn. A right, lot of time yeah. to, to. She wasn't starting trial from, and error. from right. not knowing what to do, like Brian from Hatchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Sam Gribbley from My Side of the Mountain, where he had an encyclopedic knowledge going into yeah, living in the yeah. wilderness. Uh, but Brian, what's his face? Uh, Brian last, Hatchet. Brian Hatchet <laughs> got, was in a plane crash from living in modern civilized life and had to figure out all this stuff on his own. Right. But Karana was armed with knowledge passed down through thousands of years of her people being on the island. It's just some of the tasks were forbidden because of her gender. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I'm guessing that um, until she figured all that out, she was having a lot of abalone sandwiches. Abalone and cheese. We got there. We got. We. I got it. I got the bologna sandwich joke. Abalone sandwiches. Uh, Let's uh, talk about how much abalone appears uh, in this book. What is abalone? Abalone is like a like a mollusk. Yeah, a shellfish. Um, uh, like otters will like crack it open and. Is it tasty? I don't know. It, it's got to taste okay because she eats it nonstop. She's always drying abalone and the dogs are getting into it. And hmm. But it's a like apparently a very common shellfish. She eats other things too, but uh, like other types of fish and probably cormor- the cormorants that she kills for the feathers. And at some point in the book, she swears off of killing otters and cormorants and whatever for like their pelts or feathers or whatever and goes mostly probably past pescatarian can't even eat abalone anymore it's on a it's an endangered species oh really yeah. it's endangered now huh yeah because fucking karana i guess ate it all up well it says the flavor like, is there's naturally some buttery, that, there's some buttery and salty <laughs> there's some you can get but like the white abalone is illegal to hunt uh you can get some abalone here but it's like 19 dollars a pound hmm. i think she mentioned like red abalone mm-hmm I guess. And then there's the pink abalone that Oscar Mayer makes. Ooh, I would totally try it. It looks it looks good. I like shellfish. I like shell I like fish. You try stuff. abalone? I'd try it. Heck yeah. Wild abalone, $158. <laughs> dang. She was Abalones. sitting on a gold mine and she didn't even know it. God dang. Yeah, it's expensive, dude. It's not cheap. 26 bucks for a cheap one. Hmm. Dang. Might have to try it, though. If they're going to charge that much, it's got to be good, right? Hmm. They wouldn't charge that kind of money for something that's gross. So yeah, so she she kind of had a better way of surviving on the island, and I felt that that made it more interesting, like her dealing with the loneliness, because she didn't seem too upset about being lonely until she ran into somebody mm-hmm. again. She kind of accepted that was her life, because now she was, and I think it was because she was getting to do all the things she was told she wasn't allowed to do, and it was working out for her. Right. You know, and then she met the dog, and when she... She had shot him with an arrow and it was going to let him die. And I don't remember what, God, what was it that made her, she got sick, right? Because she couldn't go back for five days. She hit her head or something. What I don't remember right her ever getting injured. What I remember she got happened? injured. She didn't go out to the dog. But I thought it was by She'd the seals out. that she got injured. When she was trying to hunt the seals, she got hurt. But with oh, the, the dog, seal, it was something else. The sea elephants? Like, she got caught in the, what was the, the fight with the sea elephants? Because it was days before she found the dog, was it not? No, I think she found the dog mm. fairly quickly. She was following him, wow. but I don't remember exactly what it was. Hmm. No, you know what? That's right. She left the dog after she pulled the arrow out. She left him for a minute. So it rained, and I did Listen. not go look for him. 
So she just wasn't able to go look for him. She wasn't. Okay. I don't think she was hurt. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that's she, what it was. she shot him with an arrow and he ran off. And like she found him later on with like the arrow, with the better part of the arrow gnawed off. And I guess it was like a, the pro, maybe the process of um, healing him up and getting him to trust her or yeah. something. Maybe. Yeah. By slowly feeding him while he was hurt and trying to help the wound heal and things like that. So, well, because she carried him back to her place, and I, I, for some reason, I felt like she didn't, but it was she couldn't go look for him right away. That's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. and she was injured because she was injured when she was trying to get the sea. She was hunting. What was it? The the bull elk. She was trying to get the harpoon, the the tip for the harpoon. So she had to wait for. Yeah, she was. She wanted to get like a sea elephant. Tusk, that's a sea elephant. So and yeah, like, that's when she got hurt. The bull, the bull elephant, got into a fight with a younger bull, and I don't recall if they like wound up crashing into her or something. Or okay, I think I found it. He came quickly up the slope, his great mouth open. The young bull close behind him. He came toward me, and in haste to get out of his way, not knowing whether he was bent on attacking me, I stepped back. In doing so, I tripped over a stone and fell to my knees. That's what it was. I felt oh, a yeah. sharp pain in my leg, but was quickly up. Uh, by this time, the old bull had rolled around and turned upon his pursuer so fast the young bull was taken by surprise. Blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah. And then she, she probably it just gets worse when she goes home. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. yeah she probably 14. sprained her ankle real bad. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Literally it's running really backwards, bad. I sprained my ankle or by tripping her knee out of her. Good. I banged my knee up good too. And <laughs> yeah. She said she landed on her knee and she felt a sharp pain. Yeah. She hurt herself. Sprained something, maybe. Yeah, that's what it was. I mixed them up, had them mixed in. But it was cool because she got to go back and harvest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went. To, she went back and harvested some tusks mm. for her spears. So I thought that was very cool, and uh, I thought it was very interesting. They had a little bit of Call of the Wild in this book too, when Rantu had to go and show who's show the other packs what's up. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. He got in that fight with the with the other dog, and yeah, with the other dog who was trying to become head of the pack, and he was like, "Just because I ain't around doesn't mean I'm not still leader here." She was going to intervene, but she's she held off on it because they would just come back and fight this fight again. So she had to let Ronti do his thing. Yep. yep. So. Heck yeah, you gotta let the dog do it. So that's what I always say. Like if I'm at a dog park and my dog starts turning into some other dog, I'm like, you gotta let these dogs let each other know who's boss. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not condone that activity at all. <laughs> that is awful. No, the story you told me about what happened at the dog park made me laugh because you made a dog stop instantly and start howling because you yelled out no, at it. <laughs> no, it was actually we were walking. We were walking at Topago Marsh and somebody had their dog off leash and it was running right at me and I pulled my dogs behind me and I just raised my hand out towards it like you were trying as as if you're trying to like push with the force or something <laughs> and I pointed it right at the dog and I just yelled out <laughs> like, and the dog literally like his head hit the ground and he flipped over on his back stood up and started yipping and running <laughs> the other way and his owner's like don't hit my dog and I'm like I didn't even touch your dog your dog was seven feet away from me I just showed him what it's like when somebody's in charge. <laughs> that was amazing. No, it was awesome. It was it was fucking great. <laughs> you shall not pass. I scared the living shit out of that dog. You could see, I could see it right in his face. You gotta show that dominance. Yep. <laughs> but then if dogs get in a fight at the dog park, 
like the owner of the dog who loses has to like what give you his wallet or something or i don't know it what works? it is now it used to be that you got the firstborn child oh okay or yeah. like you get, you get to take his wife home or yeah whatever. yeah if they don't have a firstborn if they don't have a first yeah you gotta right. make a firstborn right you gotta oh that joke doesn't fly today does it <laughs> 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 i don't know there's got to be some sort of uh dominance prize involved great no actually uh, if, have you're a dog. The, if you're at the dog park and your dog starts attacking another dog then it's your job to get in and get a hold of your dog and get it away from that other dog <laughs> and never take it to that dog park yeah, again no and <laughs> or a start trading your dog general. yeah start trading your dog start trading your dog like <sighs> it shouldn't be doing that <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come back until he's trained. Oh, and I did want to bring up, uh, I think she just got to the point where she was like, okay, I'm never going to be able to leave this island because she tried to leave the island and it it did not go well. Did not go well. (laughs) Right. Her canoe started leaking uh, before she got halfway to the mainland. The jungle yeah. said no. The jungle essentially what happened. The ocean yeah. said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ocean said no. The ocean said no. But yeah, it was it was a good story of adaptability because she did. She had to adapt a lot to mm-hmm. oh, yeah, overcome her overcome what she had to deal with. But mm-hmm. and she lasted eighteen years. Yeah, according to this book. Yeah, on her own. So more or less. Right, so eat that, Sam Gribbley, you know. Right, the boxcar children. <laughs> or the boxcar children. <laughs> yeah, saved by their rich grandpa. <laughs> right. Even though they were totally being looked out for by the entire town's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karana got saved by the benevolent white sailors. Oh. Benevolent white missionaries. <laughs> yes. Yes. Eventually. But she... She had her Cormont, uh dress. Uh, she went to Tall Rock to kill all the to kill the Cormonts and get their feathers so she can make her Cormont feather dress. And that was actually what the uh, real person was found was wearing when they found her. So that might have been part of it, part of his research. So okay, like I, I'm torn on this whole real person story because. Yeah, let's get into the the yeah. story of the real because this yeah. story, this book is based on a real story of a woman that they found living by herself uh, after her people got taken off the island. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was eighteen years in real life uh, beforehand or whatever, but um, but they had found her, and the details are obviously changed and dramatized for the book. Um, right, but this is essentially based on a true story. Yeah, because Just from the white person's perspective, <laughs> extrapolated well, into what may have happened for this woman. Yeah, because again, nobody she could barely communicate with anybody. She only a few of the of uh, she could only communicate with a few people, and it was only through broken broken languages. And why can nobody translate for her? Because she, she was the only one left side? that spoke her language. <laughs> Why was that? Because she was on an island by herself for eight for however no. long. Why was that? Because everybody from her tribe that got taken to America died of dysentery very shortly after. Yep. 
Every, including her. Well, we don't know that. Person. It, apparently, it says the reason that she was there is that she realized that her infant was still on the island, and that's why she jumped off the boat. That's right. one in, of the ideas. They don't know for sure. Oh, ideas. shit, my baby. Like, in, yeah, in the book, it was her little brother, but some, yeah. some people say the real woman stayed for her child, for her baby, mm-hmm. which was still on the island. Some she, say she just got left. <laughs> she died, uh, yeah, of dysentery seven weeks after they found her twenty after living twenty years on an island by herself. Mm-hmm. She died after because, all the people who came over before her had died. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's almost I like those missionaries dysentery. in their religious cult are cursed or something. Some kind of curse. It's Some super, kind of curse. A supernatural is, curse that accompanies. Yeah, <laughs> these people who come over to spread religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that. So I don't know that it seems the story's from eighteen, the mid eighteen hundreds. So it could be true. It could be, you know what I mean. It it seems like it has a. Uh, it must have a lick of truth to it, but. Yeah, there's. They say that there's one possible photo of her, and that's on the Wikipedia page. And yeah, she basically she got to the mainland and realized, oh fuck. All this food is amazing. And so she started eating all this fruit and like green cord and all this. And that is what caused her to have dysentery. Uh, no, probably she got dysentery from being around all the white people that had all the extra diseases. <laughs> all the new diseases that yeah. her people had never been exposed to. Nah, yeah. yeah, that could be <laughs> no, it. But you don't I'm... get dysentery just because you're, oh, look at this fruit. Mm, eat a little fruit. Oh, God, I got dysentery. <laughs> no, you get dysentery from people. <laughs> well, <laughs> it said Nadever claimed her five. Fondness for green corn, vegetables, and fresh fruit after years of such little uh, nutrient-laden food caused the severe and ultimately fatal disease. Mm. But, you know, before she died, they made sure she was baptized so she could go to heaven with (laughs) Jeebus. She's in heaven now. So, is that a recent scientist that said that's the reason she got dysentery and died, or is that what they said back then? Nadever. So, the guy that I think went to get her. (laughs) Oh, so the guy, the white guy that went to get her said that, oh, the reason she died is because she's eating this fruit after all them years eating that lean meat. (laughs) (laughs) It actually makes sense. Because if you do start eating a whole bunch of fruit, you start shitting like a river. Not dysentery style. <laughs> I don't know. We're about to find out. Yeah, I was going to say, let's bing <laughs> this. Dysentery is most often caused by the Shigella bacteria, Shigellosis, or an amoeba. Dysentery is often spread through contaminated food or water. Not just because it's fruit, it's contaminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she or yeah. exposure to or, bacteria <laughs> that your system is not used to. Yeah, yeah, or or you or just a yeah bacteria you're not used to. So like if you're because that could just they called it dysentery, but it could have just been diarrhea. Traveler's she diarrhea. Got, yeah, traveler's diarrhea because she got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Contaminated food. Yeah. So. Yeah. And she was dehydrated and it was 1840. <laughs> you know, they were like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got a bleeder. Cut her veins open a little bit. Let the blood out. It's the demons that are making her sick. The ghosts are in her blood. Couldn't get enough leeches. <laughs> get her some cocaine. <laughs> that is get her like, some cocaine and whiskey. Here, have a little opium. <laughs> yeah. That's how George Washington you know. died. <laughs> they let out too much blood. I'm just saying, I don't know if the story is so cut and dry. <laughs> But the fact of the matter is that there are no survivors of the uh, what they call the Nicolenio people. Yes. Yep. Which is sad. Mm-hmm. Also, probably not what they called themselves because that seems like that's a Spanish name attributed to the island. <laughs> 
is the island of San Nicolas, which Spanish for Saint Nicholas was. You got that Catholic uh, uh, influence there, so guaranteed that's not what they called their own island. No, or their own yeah. tribe. Uh uh-uh. uh No, guaranteed. Like, and that's sad <laughs> because there you go. The what this story does talk about is a entire native people that were wiped out mm-hmm. in the name of spreading someone <laughs> spreading faith in something. It's just Inter- crazy. Integrating them into us. Yeah, like you have to be part of us. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's not even about the faith. It's about the, you have to be part of us. Mm-hmm. You must be part of us. You can't have your own thing. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, you know, though, but when you're trying to spread freedom to people, you have <laughs> to show them how their how way is live. totally wrong. Yeah. And they have to do what you do so they can be free. That's what freedom is. Yeah. That's what freedom means. You know, mm-hmm. um, that is the Republican definition of it. <laughs> Republican definition. Now I'll rise for the pledge. Now I'll rise for the pledge or be shot. <laughs> Don't you dare kneel. Don't you dare kneel. Anthem. Don't you unless dare you're kneeling kneel. to pray at a school unless with you're children oh, yeah. and lead yes. a prayer. Yeah, unless you're <laughs> unless you're kneeling to lead a prayer at a public school. That's okay. Right. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the blue dolphins, man. Colin, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> probably should have just said, Yeah, I was praying that cops would stop killing us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> He probably wouldn't be lying. <laughs> what did you guys think about the yeah. earthquake? Right, because and the mm-hmm. tsunami. Because I was close like, to the end oh, of the book, she oh, this is a tsunami. I was like, life. what's going on? Oh, yes. yeah, yep. But that's how she lost her canoe. Yep, mm-hmm. and then part of the reason that it was making it easier for her to want to leave too, because it's like, right? It, obviously, it was difficult to survive these things. I mean, it's either stay here and fight against you know earthquakes and typhoons and whatever right. else, or, or or get on a boat and die of diarrhea sure. in seven weeks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, she was fucked. She lived eighteen years there. She can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine she could have lived. Fortunately, much. like yeah. the seasons weren't too different. No. Yeah, she's she off the coast the of California, so it's. It's not going to yeah, be she know, freezing she knew about like where, where's the difference between springs and summers and winters or whatever, but they were generally mild winters, not like your Brian Hatchet. Yeah, Brian <laughs> got to escape winter. before winter comes. Or even like uh, uh, Sam Gribbley had cold winters. Yeah, Sam Gribbley in my side of the mountain yep. survived a, uh, a cold winter. In his tree. With his Christmas party. With yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, he had a Christmas party. <laughs> with Bando. <laughs> That's a good episode. You should go listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended. I mean, she had her own group. She had, uh, she had, yeah, she had Rando. She had the seal. Remember her, she made her a seal, seal friend. That, yeah, yeah she her did seal have friend. A couple animal friends. Yep. So, and she met her later with the babies. Oh, that would have been so cute to see the baby seals. Oh. When when Rot Two died, I, that was pretty sad. It was. I thought, you know, and I understood going to steal his child from the mother. <laughs> you know, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so sad. She had to go and snare his son. <laughs> yeah, with a snare. <laughs> yeah, that's how you build a relationship. I think kidnapping. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> go kidnap a new dog. <laughs> Isn't that how it worked in Racing Arizona? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, now my references are old. But overall, though, I I did like this story. I really did like the story. Like I say, I think it's kind of a, it's almost a Sam Gribbley esque story because she's got so much knowledge to start with. 
and there's only a couple points where she's in any danger and she puts herself in that danger. Hmm. It's not like the danger came to her very often. You know what I mean? Yeah. She puts herself, she decides she wants to go after the wild dog. She wants the tusk from the um, mm-hmm. elephant seal. Yeah, so. She also knew how to avoid the danger. She knew where mm-hmm. to like set up her, her house to be away from the, the wild dogs. And- right. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole fan, the, the, they'd lived there for so long that it was just that's how you live on that island. So mm-hmm. it was just the living without a community part mm-hmm. that was the challenge for her. Really? Yeah. Not having anyone to talk to. And even the dog helped with or that. Or division of labor time. kind of, yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. She had to do everything herself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you don't think about that. It seems like it's like, oh, well, I'll just build a house. Well, by the time, by the end of the day, if you're alone, you might only have part of a shelter done, you mm-hmm. know. She apparently had enough whale ribs, though, to build an entire fence around yeah, that's her house. True. I forget what she made her house out of. Um, but she she, she said she it, it took her a long time of- to find the materials on the island because there's just not very many trees. And so she she was able to okay, f- scrounge so it up. Okay, so she a little shack. Yeah. yeah. But she made a, a whole fence out of whale whale ribs. Yeah, her protect know, her whale corpse to to protect her from protect the her the dogs from getting to her. Mm-hmm. But right. what did you guys think about her inbred birds that she she got? <laughs> her inbred birds. Remember, she caught she got the birds, and then she had uh-huh. them as babies, and then when they grew up, they had more babies. Oh, I those see. birds were inbred. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all birds inbred? No, Aren't all not. birds based off of the robin? I mean, we all know that birds like that. aren't real. Yeah, like all birds. Well, okay, so like most birds are just a robin inside a suit that looks like a bigger bird. Mm. And as far I thought as they were all security go, cameras. No, the finches. <laughs> they're all security cameras. Finches are the ones on from the CIA. That's the trick ah. of it. The other ah. birds are real. It's just robins wearing bigger bird suits. But <laughs> the finches are from the CIA because they're smaller. Hummingbirds too, CIA. Mm. Yes. That's why they're so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they can hover. Like look right at you through the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they do that. Yep. They Makes they stare at me like, "Why haven't you put any food in our feeder?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm lazy." Yeah, they mm. come and stare at me <laughs> through my window right here. Actually, no, they're, they're really <laughs> they're like just at come you, and like, stare. Why haven't like, you put? Why haven't you put gas in your car for <laughs> a week? Yeah, because I got an electric bicycle. Would <laughs> <laughs> that be terrifying? A fucking hummingbird like opened its mouth and it's like a just speaker noise came out. Like, Hello. <laughs> if a hummingbird opened its Start mouth, I would be terrified. It shouldn't open. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you appear to be almost out of doubting fabric softener. Would you like to order more? Yeah. I'm from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh the next God. Amazon drones. Birds. It's not the CIA at all. <laughs> Jeff Bezos Bam. owns the CIA. Which Bezos! They'll, uh, they'll have to start delivering things via swallow, laden swallows. <laughs> grip, grip the packages by the husk. <laughs> We've got a ways down this road. <laughs> down this road. <laughs> it's not about how it, it's about air speed velocity. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, the book is not necessarily my my cup of tea. Um, um. Not sure what exactly it had to say, but uh, it was it was, it definitely passed the time. I'd say like a three out of five. 
3.5 out of 5. That's just my score if I had to give it one. All right. Yeah, I I liked it. I I would recommend it for for younger readers, for young for children. It kept me very entertained. They might learn a few new words. My copy that I got from <laughs> like abalone and devilfish. Yeah. <laughs> the copy that I got, it was somebody was trying to learn uh English and I was like, oh, what kind of, what is that? And I was like, oh, okay. So this is, uh, oh. they were learning English using this book. And it looked like, um, it was probably, it looked like Arabic that they were learning from. Cause I was like, oh, I, I kind of recognize those types of characters. So definitely mm. it was, I, I could see it being good for, for that as well. Learning English. So this is a good fun word, uh, book for that. So I'd recommend it to kids. I think that's good for kids. Yeah, I think the story was fun. You know, keep persevering and getting and moving forward and get the job done, you know. But like I say, it was kind of <laughs> a run-of-the-mill survival story. And maybe that's because, like, when this story was written, that didn't exist so much. But in our lifetime, we've seen Castaway. We've seen, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen so many different shows and with this story. And even, hell, we've read the My Side of the Mountain already. We've And we've all read Lord of the Flies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We're more used to harrowing tales of of survival. Yeah. Kind of like, was it The Revenant or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the stakes have to be really big anymore to to really catch our attention, I think. Right. And this... The stakes were got pretty high. I mean, she survived an earthquake and tidal wave, and she survived, like, being run down by bull sea elephants fighting and whatnot. So, serious stuff happened, and... Um, there was, there was danger. There was, but then there was long extended periods of time that go by in like a sentence said the spring came and then the summer went and two more springs later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. 18 years pass in this book. And that's one of the things about reading it so young as I did, uh, in fourth grade, like I, in my mind, it was just, she's always this 12 year old girl surviving on an Island by, by herself. But by the end of the book, she's 30. Right. And you don't <laughs> so, recognize that. But it, uh, then again, though, she wouldn't have even started. So if she's 12 years old and she was alone for 18 years, she wouldn't have necessarily started changing her mentality, her societal mentality is like, OK, now mm. I'm a woman now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have to do womanly things because her right. whole world is different. So she's that. 12 year old child going forward right you know and not a single mention of periods like no no within within the stretch of this she would have yeah had to deal with starting having periods yeah she doesn't too. mention that at all no mentions of that at it's all. it's almost like it was written by an old white guy yeah, yeah it's <laughs> weird <laughs> You know, white guys get uncomfortable about talking about <laughs> young woman's menstruation. Oh, man. It's a good thing there weren't any bears on that island. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Well, here's the thing, dude. The They actually, that, that uh, back in 1835, the reason they even checked that island is because they kept on noticing that these big grizzlies were, like, dying, like, halfway out into the ocean towards this island. So they go out there. It turns out they were swimming towards the island and they were dying halfway because they couldn't make it. Because periods attract bears. Once a month, all of a sudden, bears just start swimming out to the ocean. God. Scott O'Dell, you old bastard. (laughs) Uh, 
I remember when anchor band quotes were like proto memes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like before we had internet memes, we had anchor band quotes. <laughs> so the book has a sequel. Oh, it does? It does have a sequel, yes. Wow. It, is it, it called is, <laughs> I Shit My Pants? A hearing tale of dysentery? of dysentery. It is called Zia. Uh, it apparently is about Karana's niece, uh, because she has she has a sister that went ahead of her, obviously. Um, that was, I have her name written down here. Her sister was Ulape, and I guess Zia is Ulape's daughter, and... Karana actually appears in the story. It's it kind of takes place bef- like before Karana arrives in America and like Zia is interacting with her aunt and hmm. within hmm. within the the scope of the book uh, Karana dies and Zia uh makes friends with Rontu Aru and uh goes on with her life, I guess. God damn. So the sequel has Karana dying, right? Like she got to die pretty quick. <laughs> Maybe like seven weeks after she gets there. <laughs> so, uh, my goodness. Awful. I feel so bad about it, too. And I'm just like, oh, seven weeks, really? <laughs> I mean, you know what? At some point, she was on that island all alone by herself. So she had to take the risk regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, she needed to get if She was going to do that or she was going to jump off into the rocks or something, you know, at some point. Right. Yeah, the only, the, I mean, the people on alone, they only last what, this last time was like, they haven't made it to 100 days yet, I know that, so, we're getting close, but. You'd be something special to be able to do it with no contact. There are people out there like, I don't need no contact, you get fucking contact, people drop off crates yeah. of shit to your mm-hmm. house. You always you, you, have you, a yeah, camera you, person with you. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you always got something, somewhere, somehow, no, exactly. it's be zero yeah. contact, that's different. <laughs> And for years like that, 18 years, that's like being in solitary confinement, essentially. Mm-hmm. At least she had a dog. That right. helps. <laughs> right. I, I, I just wonder what she did for entertainment, because like, all she did was make stuff, make skirts out of cormorant feathers, build weapons and her house or whatever. Probably a lot of masturbation. A lot yep. of masturbation, <laughs> lot which of is also left mean. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also By left this out old white the story, dude. which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is so you can't yeah, yeah, it's just fine. Again, <laughs> <laughs> she was thirty at some point in the book. <laughs> she was thirty. Hey, she let all the guys know she was single though. She came yeah. off that island. She's like, ooh, yeah. look at this mark. I am not taking fellas. <laughs> Suddenly the little girl in the canoe has a different connotation. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yep. yeah. the book also has a film adaptation that they uh, they made f- just a few years after the book's release that we may want to track down. Oof, yeah, we'll, we we'll try it. to find it. Yeah, we'll fit that in alongside, uh, what was the other one? Hatchet, which they, uh, they made a movie about Hatchet, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. And we have that uh, <coughs> Boxcar Children that's on YouTube <laughs> yep. that we can watch. Oh, did you guys listen and- to any of the audiobooks for this one at all? Uh, so yes, I li- I listened to the one that's on YouTube. I don't know if you guys. Well, there's a few on YouTube. So 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 there's this one on YouTube that I want to mention real quick. Is it quick, the one with I the just- waves? 
With Brian Young, the man who announces in the first episode that he does, in fact, have Tourette's and may cough here and there. Please (laughs) ignore that. And he also put background noise into it to add to the... The waves? Yeah. yeah, No, no, not just the waves, dude. Oh, there's more? When I get annoyed. Has, <laughs> when get, no, no, no. When he, when I listened to this guy for the whole thing. Oh, okay? no. It's like 10, 20-minute episodes. <laughs> In one of the episodes, he actually he actually adds, like, uh, exciting music during the part where she's fighting the wild dogs. It's like... And he's like, she moved in and drew back the bow, afraid it would break. <laughs> Which it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the fun kind of Tourette's, like the kind where he swears. No, 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 nowhere. it wasn't the fun. He just every now and again he would cough, and he uh, mentions at the beginning he goes, "Every now and again I'll cough," and that was his his tick. I choose not to edit it out. Yeah, and he chose not to edit it out, <laughs> but he edited in the music, which I feel like he was playing the music while he was recording. <laughs> to be to get himself honest. psyched up to read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Brian Young, he's on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I, please, please, please go listen to this man. He did a wonderful job. <laughs> 10, yeah, 20 minute episodes. The version I listened to is just uh, professional done recorded books uh, off of Hoopla. I'm uh, really sorry for yeah, you that you was, didnn't get to experience the culture that yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I didn't get to experience. Is it just some guy reading <laughs> books? <laughs> yeah. Just breaking some, copyright. <laughs> breaking copyright. He did it in 20 minute episodes. In 20 though. minute episodes. 10, 20 minute oh, episodes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is there still copyright on it? I mean, it's published in 1960. It was so published in 62, right? Um, 60, according to my notes. Still, like it would have it would have to have been written in like twenty two or something. Yeah, so I, I did 70, verify. What, yes, Brian Young, seventy years. It's seventy years after the, after the death of the author, right? Unless they keep doing oh, the copyright, yeah, I don't know. I don't author. know how that works. Yep. But still, 1960 is still too soon. Yeah, to yeah. Have, well, only by ten years in the though. Domain. Yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, I tried to listen to it on Hoopla, but it it just messed it up. All it kept messing up when I was trying to listen to it. Like the audio kept like getting messed up, so I had to turn it off. And then I found it on YouTube, huh. and I found the same recording on YouTube. It was just I could <laughs> okay. speed I'll, it up. I'll check that down. <laughs> see what you're talking about. It's gonna sounds pretty interesting. And he's got like a slight Southern accent. It's really funny. <laughs> so this this dude with Tourette's from the South. Reading. That plays music in the background <laughs> the whole music time. music in the yep. background. Coughing every so often because of his Tourette's. <laughs> yeah. Brian Young. <laughs> reading a song about a young native woman. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when it gets to the action part, and it's like, he's reading, you're like, wow, man, it's like I'm there. West Side Story all of a sudden. I don't mean to tease the guy. I'm not trying to tease him with that. It was just like all through it, you know, like you say. It's an interesting choice for an audiobook. He could have edited it out. He could have edited it out. He chose not to. Chose not to. <laughs> Which you know is brave. I think. Kinda. Maybe maybe is to draw attention to the to yeah the cause. yeah. <laughs> and Tourette's, y'all. I don't know what color ribbon that is, but we'll we'll, we'll donate all proceeds of this episode <laughs> to Tourette's. Yep. Not oh. even dysentery. Uh... Well, we pledge that. We'll, 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 pl- we'll pledge, pledge it, yes. that. <laughs> 
it's different. I want it's everybody to realize that's different than saying we will do it. <laughs> okay, we Amber. Pledge to do we it. Pledge to do <laughs> we it. pledging to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that uh, that about does it for Island of the Blue Dolphins. Any any finishing thoughts to go out on about this story before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah. I mean, we see here that even, even someone who hates dogs could come to love them, but first they got to try to kill one. So Andy, uh, get on it. You got a dog that, uh, you can, pit you got to find a stray, Just find go, a stray. Find, go find a stray and try to kill it. And then you'll, and then soon after you'll fall in love with it. Yeah. After, after I shoot it with an arrow. Yeah. You'll have to nurse it back to health, but that's how you adopt a dog that's and that's how you adopt a dog you're getting a lot of bad advice on dogs here in this episode <laughs> i want to say <laughs> don't take his advice the all right but anyways a dog lover is to try to kill one all right <laughs> well how about, how about anybody else's f- thoughts on this <laughs> yeah speaking of you should give our give some thoughts on this give uh tell us in our review or uh in a uh Reddit post you can post on our Reddit page. Uh, Andy, what else do we got out there for people to check out? Well, we've got a we got a Facebook, we got an Instagram, we got a Twitter. You can tweet us. Uh, we have a YouTube um, channel that all our uh, episodes get released on. We also do the occasional side video to accompany our stuff. Um, we got an Instagram. I don't know if I've already said Instagram, but there it is. I actively um, comment on TikTok. Yeah, we sort of had a, have a TikTok. <laughs> I actively comment on other videos on TikTok. <laughs> Using the alliterated profile. Using the alliterated profile with nice, my own personal nice. political opinions. <laughs> <laughs> nice. By the way, listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we've got a lot of followers from the stuff I say <laughs> on other people's videos. <laughs> I need to get back to making them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, t- the TikToks have been, by and large, in Harold's hands. <laughs> I cover mostly the um, Facebook and Instagram, mostly because you post on one, you can post on the other. Mm. I've been getting into the Instagram kind of kind of thing. Like, I didn't know I was going to be this into Instagram, but um, for my own uh, personal side of things, I found it's a great way to you know be. Um, be part of the whole retro game collecting scene mm-hmm. is what I've been doing. And then doing that, doing stuff for the reliterated um, profile as well. Uh, it's handy that I can do both Instagram and Facebook at the same time. Right. Uh, Often Instagram posts. So that's nice. Let's me get to two different places at once. Uh, Twitter is just a cesspit that should not be. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to use Twitter at this point. I just I don't get want so to mad to scrolling through Twitter anymore. Yeah, I just yeah. go on Twitter yeah. to see Too what wrestlers post. So, yeah, we get we get our um, we auto tweets when our episodes release, but usually that's that's it. We don't get a lot of. Uh, interaction on that on that side of things so yeah yeah twitter's just kind of there however i do get messages i do get messages if someone interacts with our twitter so we would interact if someone did yeah if you if that's how you choose to interact with us we'll interact right back because we still have an eye and an ear on that kind of thing and i repost stuff on reddit a lot basically i just like oh this will be good for our page and then i throw it on reddit (laughs) yeah we have a subreddit hey guys the other day i want to tell you so i've been rocking a mustache right for a while now and it's a six out of ten on the Selleck scale, I'd say. Personally. Mm, at least. Okay, okay. I'm you think right you agree? From it. Yeah. Okay, you agree it's at least a six out of ten? All right. 
the other day I was taking a hit off the bull, and it was a little bull, <laughs> and I was kind of bent down, and I lit it up, and all of a sudden I was like, man, this stuff smells weird. And then I heard a crackling sound and realized I had lit my mustache on fire. Oh, my. <laughs> but my mustache is so bushy that you can't even tell it happened. So, uh, that must have been a short bowl. <laughs> it was a short bowl. That's what everybody keeps saying. <laughs> the flame yeah. so close to your face. The worst part was I shouldn't have been leaned down the way I was. I should have had uh, my hand out like this, but I was gotcha. down like this. And the flame, I was looking down, so the flame went straight up into my lip. Wait, demonstrate that one more time for the listeners. I, I, I was- no, I'm, no, I'm demonstrating for, uh, it. Uh, audio no, I, I just said I was looking down. I was looking down right. instead of straight forward. This is, this is the rare instance where two of us are in the same room. Yeah. And the other one is way off on the other side of the country. Uh, but so, yeah, he's displaying it for me and how close he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes for great audio. <laughs> it's perfect for radio. <laughs> so. so anyways. All right. Next episode that we're that we're doing. Um, we were gone for what has it been like three weeks since the last. Been like three weeks since the last one. Yeah, a lot of stuff's hey, going on break. lately. It's lot summer break. On, yeah, it's yep. summer. We're taking it easy. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know if any of us have started this next. Started I haven't. This next one, I haven't. I've I only, mean, I've started with the time. introduction. I, I just got ago. promoted at work, so I've been focusing on that for the moment. But mm-hmm. I do plan on starting this next one. Yep. So eventually sooner hopefully rather than later we'll be getting to lord of the flies by william golding another uh popular tale of survival um also popularly assigned reading in high schools usually yep Yep. i read it in 10th grade Um, so (laughs) yep this is a good book i like lord of the flies so i think i'm still gonna like it Mm -hmm. yeah so we're leaving leaving the the younger side of the young adult stuff and Next next episode, we're going to bring something for a little bit uh, older set, but just a little bit older. And hopefully, we can get this this monster red. It's not exactly a monster. It's not that long. My copy that I'm looking at right now is like a... Uh, a scholar, kind of a scholar edition. Oh where it's yeah, got, like writings and <laughs> big, thick uh, uh, opinion pieces. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't remember Lord <laughs> of the Flies it. being it's much not, more. Yeah, it's not that long. It's not no. that thick. But mine is. But hopefully, I'll have time to read all of the like the the story itself, definitely, but also some more writings about it and be better informed for next episode where we'll be discussing that piece of. Um, is it American literature? I think it's American. Yeah, English. Oh, the maybe English, English literature. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think it was written by a by a Brit. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was. <laughs> well, it's a good thing it. we weren't on that island because we know we kick British people's ass because we're Americans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like we we did, or people did <laughs> other people a long time ago. <laughs> we kick England's ass when we want to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, British author William Golding. Very cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, it's a really good book. I enjoy it. I have a feeling I'm going to do it. I'm going to enjoy it again. Yeah, and I yeah. have a feeling it's going to lead to interesting discussion as well. Because yep. yes, the subject matter is intriguing. Yep. Yes. And, All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's our story. We're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so until that episode. Uh, go ahead and support your local libraries and independent booksellers. Give a shit. Read some lit. Thank you for listening. Well, shit. Now I don't got anything because Harold stole my tagline again. 
I don't remember um, what I said last time. Bob's your didn't... uncle. Bob's your uncle. That was reliterated. Yeah, that's why I was not expecting it. So yeah, you just said Bob's your uncle. I said that last time. You I was thinking I could do this. The little birds were chirping in their cage, and Rantu Aru sat beside me. And that's the last line in the book. So. Mm. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> This has been Reliterated, a production of the Chocolate Milk Friends and part of the 989 Podcast Network. If you enjoy our show, please consider giving us support by subscribing, recommending us to your book-reading, podcast-listening, 90s nostalgic friends, and most importantly, rating and reviewing us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Spotify. Did I mention we really want some Spotify ratings right now? Your ratings and reviews go a long way towards getting us in the ears of new listeners. You're also invited to join the growing Reliterated community on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you really want to get nuts, we have a Discord too. So bing us and join us in this nonsense. If you have a book suggestion for a future episode or have questions for us, send us an email at reliterated at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I don't know. Or you just keep my. <laughs> you just keep that ending. I think that's fine. <laughs> I think we ended it just fine. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> you got anything, Xander? We just wrapped up, but I'm still recording if you want to say anything. Yeah, so am I. You want to say anything to our audience, Xander? Any input? You didn't read Island of the Blue Dolphins. What are you reading right now? Okay. Nothing. What are we reading at bedtime? Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's right. We're currently reading Harry Potter the, through the Harry Potter series, and we're almost done with Chamber of Secrets. So that's nice. what we're reading. Yeah, and we already have the third book, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep, we got that ready to go. Is that a book about robots? No. <laughs> no? No. Well, I thought it was like a robot that's made out of like pots. Like they put it together with gears and pots. Mm. Harry Potter. That'd be interesting. <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> Xander's looking at me like, dude, this guy. <laughs> he can't be serious. It's like, it's like uh, really? Harry Potter is so popular. <laughs> How can he not know who Harry Potter is? I was I, I was telling someone the other day at work, I was saying to him, Pink Floyd was on, and I said, Man, I don't get music these days. These kids don't know what the old classic rock would be like or whatever. And some younger guy looks at me and goes, are you fucking serious? This is Pink Floyd. And I'm like, are they new? <laughs> he's like, you gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> Just straight face. That's what I could say. All right. I'm, I'm pausing All right. it now. <laughs> yeah. All right.